Hi, I'm James, and I've loved Seinfeld since the 90s. Hello, I'm Steve. I gave Seinfeld a miss the first time round, but it could be really very nice and good. And together we're watching every episode, recording our own commentary track, in the show that we like to call... Hello, Newman. There we go. I um, knew if I played with it enough, I'd get what I was looking for. Doctor. I don't know if I've ever said that to my doctor, but I might do. Well, you know, there's still life to live. <laughs> we hope. Uh, yeah. You right? Are you? you good? I'm not too bad over here. Yeah, it's a good little bit of preamble, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, do you, I, I mean, uh, we are recording uh, in the uh, heights of a British heat wave. Do you need a towel? I look like I need a towel, yeah, don't I? Yeah. Am I that? Oh, God. You, oh, I'm so... You're turning into a glitter ball. Yeah, I'm beyond shiny. <laughs> um, I'm slick. It's uh, it's possible that um, I'm the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> uh, my God. Do you know, I, I might get himself something, actually. This is uh, this is embarrassing. This is Kevin Smith-level wetness I'm suffering here. He gets wet, does he? he do- have you never noticed when he does his live stuff? He, uh, I'm getting a towel. Yeah. You vamp. Okay. Oh, oh, good. This vamp is this is my, this is my favourite part, uh, where um, all of a sudden the show just comes to a grinding halt. James basically leaves the recording zone, and I'm left to uh, 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 to fill. Uh, funnily enough, um, uh, you know, if I was doing probably my own thing that didn't have anything to do with James, I'd probably feel a lot more comfortable doing this. But uh, he's now gone, and he pretty much anchors the whole thing. And all I've got left is just commentating on how awkward I feel. I've got nothing else to add, really, apart from that. Just a, just a bit about how um, uh, how I was uh, SH1Ting it there for a moment. Yeah, you did, really, you did really well. Well done. Thanks. Um, what I thought you should have done is promote your uh, podcast, your SoundCloud. Oh, the uh, Spool of Sound Spool on Mixcloud.com forward slash Steve Bishop. Listen to that; it's very good. Um, <clears throat> that's better. I've got I've got a towel now. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I once had an interview with a gentleman who proudly told me that he, it was okay. He'd brought his own towel on a very hot day. Oh, okay. Um, uh, now in my in my extreme middle age, uh, I realised that actually, rather than laughing at that man as I did, uh, being in my late twenties, early thirties at the mm. time, that uh, that was just hubris. Now, and, and one day, that uh, almost liquid human being would be me. Never leave home without a towel. That's true. Although I think it's appropriate that I'm turning into this state, given it was Comic-Con at the weekend, and Aquaman was quite the rage. We really are placing this podcast in a time and place, aren't we? We are, yes. Yeah, we don't normally do that. No. Uh, but but uh, I think sometimes it's important just to give a uh, listener a flavour a background of, uh, background of our environ. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, doors and windows open, uh, animals walking freely around. Yeah. Uh, my home so uh listen out for that my uh, one of my dogs is particularly vocal today so uh, yes. there could be there could be many sounds off but uh we're going to play one regardless and say welcome uh to episode 69 of uh, hello newman uh and uh, as uh, steve points to you join us uh, at a time when uh great britain is uh, unusually warm so warm in fact that we're told not to go outside because of course mad dogs and englishmen go out in the midday sun and uh weathermen have to remind us to avoid that yeah, yeah. It was uh, Noel Coward's uh, lesson from the past. There, it was. Yes, yeah. Good old Noel Coward. Don't really know anything about him, to be honest with you. Um, but as he was a British celebrity some time ago, probably terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to watch uh, an episode from season five, and we're going to watch it on Amazon. 
uh, here in the UK, where, right. where it's available, unless you want to watch uh, season two. Uh, yeah, yeah in, I've not checked on that recently. In, but... in which case, jog on. Yeah. Uh, but the, this is season five, and it's episode six. It's called The Lip Reader. Um, we hope you enjoy it. If you do, please feel free to leave a positive comment on the podcatcher of your choice. I mean, let's, let's face it, iTunes. Um, and uh, I checked them all the other day. No new reviews, by the way. Really? Well, so, uh, listen, it's lacking. Yeah, so, I mean, if you could really pick up your performance in, it's in the same way that we, we do week after week, uh, just for you. Yeah, you, particularly you. Uh, we'd be really grateful. Uh, tell a friend. Tell ten, two. Tell two tell friends. Two, tell two friends, because we need the help. I mean, I know a lot of podcasts yeah. say, there's a, a podcast I like a lot, and, and uh, the, the, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because I've already told a friend about it. That's right. And I think but, the benefit of telling two friends is that if you lose one, you've still got one left. That's right. Yeah. You, you, if you could tell two people about this, that'd be super. Thank you. Shall we get on and watch this episode of uh, Seinfeld Season 5, Episode 6, Lip Reader, here in Episode 69 of Hello Newman? I'd be happy to. Another Seinfeld podcast. Well, I've got this all queued up to all the zeros, and I'm going to press the on its side triangle now. It's quite a long preamble, that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It's almost like we're out of practice. it, It is. It's almost like we haven't done this for several weeks, and I forgot that actually I have to have my earphones in right at the beginning of the... (laughs) <laughs> right at the beginning of the episode, so I can I can hear. Mm. But he's he's talking tennis, which if we'd recorded this a couple of weeks ago would have been appropriate over here because we had the the Wimbledon's. That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm um, just... a, a, another sport I mm. ignore completely. I don't care for tennis. I find it very long winded, very boring. Yeah. I was considering making um, that towel into a rudimentary turban to would just have, soak up quite the nice. sweat. Yeah. His jacket looks very hot, doesn't it? I'm glad you mentioned that, a, yeah. a kind of a temporary sartorial corner. Yeah. So, look at that, look at that, an actual uh, yeah, actual set there a- for actual, the tennis. An actual set that almost certainly was filmed on the back lot, yep. but is lit in such a way that it looks like it's inside, which I think's uh, clever. But yeah, it's uh, Jerry and George at the tennis. Yeah, and then, you know, pretty good seats. Yeah, I think so. There's a reflection on Jerry's success. That's right, because uh, George, George didn't buy them. Oh, look, and they're, and they're watching. They're watching a game of tennis on tape. Uh, George, wearing their uh, uh, sunglasses, what go over your glass? But it's for the before the um, what are they called the reactor light glasses, whatever mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. called. Transitions, transitions. Yeah. One of the brand names. My um, my father was a glasses wearer, and uh, he had clip over sunglasses. And I always thought they looked silly. Yeah. Uh, apologies to any old school glass wearers who enjoyed the clip over. So, um, so while uh, while the tennis game is going mm. on and everyone else is, uh, you know, dutifully watching the game, mm. they're just spending an awful lot of time just talking. Yeah. About uh, uh, how how George wishes he wasn't in a relationship mm. for a change. For a change, yeah, and there's a. It's be- got to take it to a, to to this party though. Absolutely, has to. Oh, yeah, of course, it's an obligation. Oh, oh no! Did you see the man uh, some way back there looking straight down the uh, camera lens? Mm, no, I totally missed that. Pendant Publishing. Elaine's office never gets any tidier, does it? Okay. No. <laughs> it's an well, absolute state. She was working in the pre-internet age. I mean, now she'd be reading all of those proofs on a Kindle. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Or, um, or, or as was pointed out on a, another one of my favourite podcasts, uh, Star Trek The Last Conversation, uh, she'd have an individual pad for each book. Blimey. Yeah. 
So this is uh, the start of a storyline about Elaine and the obligation of uh, talking to drivers, which is a place I've been myself. Oh. So George has got himself a lovely, delicious Look at that. What's Sunday. That? Uh, a, a, is that just a straight-up Sunday? Is there a banana in there or something? It looks like. Well, it doesn't a proper proper Sunday come with a banana? The banana Sundays do, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Some uh, product placement juice there. Enjoy. Well, no, he didn't quite show. He's got well, it covered up, covered his it. Uh, juice box. But Kramer's enjoying the tennis at home. Some beautiful... Oh, my God. Oh, wow. that's, um, that's really gone a hell in a handcock. So the commentators there, Larry David and um, one of the other writers. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, you can clearly see that's a Minute Maid juice yeah. box. Yeah. What an unfortunate uh, situation for George. Really, really unfortunate, although do you not feel that he did it himself? Uh, you know, he brought it on himself. Sorry, I'm just looking at the maximum 90s uh, font on that magazine. Oh, yes. It could not be more 90s, could it, with all the all the uh, doohaddies and the... the Whatnots around the... It's very fussy, isn't it? It's a little bit, uh, a little bit too wacky. Yeah. So yeah. So Elaine's in the back of the back of the car service, desperately trying not to talk to this chap. Have you been there? I I, I can't help myself but talk to a taxi driver. Um, I've not I've not been in a situation where I've not wanted to talk to mm. someone who's yeah. talking to me who drives a car for a living. Uh. I guess I've not been in a long enough journey where that's uh, worn me out necessarily. I mean, I get you know? I, I get days where it wears me out before I've even stepped inside the taxi. But I usually like to talk to them long enough to like tease out their racist views. Oh, that's always a problem. Oh no, it's always very easy. So Elaine's now pretending that she's got a hearing issue, yeah. so that won't come back and uh, no, definitely not. Her, uh, of course. Jerry's still um, still got his male gaze firmly attached on that lines lady. Yeah, although George is, uh, he's done a very good job of cleaning himself up after uh, mm. after that Sunday experience. He, he didn't get any on his polo shirt at no. all. He looks like he's used wipes. He's so clean. He's a he's a wipe kind of guy, surely. Yeah, and uh, I bet I bet modern George Costanza is a big sanny spray kind of guy. Surely the germaphobe would be a modern. A modern Seinfeld story. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So Jerry, Jerry feels like it's his place to be able yeah. to uh, interrupt a woman while she's working. Yeah. Well, he's entitled um, to that. True. Yeah. He's um he's he's a uh, 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 an affluent white man in the mid nineties. I mean, he doesn't really need to talk to her. What he needs to do is just tap her on the shoulder, gesture with his head, and she should go home with him. That's yeah. how that worked. Oh, well, Lane's hearing's recovered quite nicely on hearing about Tom Hanks. She's got that selective hearing. Yes. Yeah, special Tom Hanks selective hearing. Oh, she's... So this is is horrible. This is the problem. This is why... It's why I can never do the sort of thing that Elaine tries to pull off. Because I just... I'll get called out, and I know I will. The fear of being called out is what drives me. And my personality. I'm going in for the towel again, Fair Steve. Enough. I wonder if the towel noises oh, wow. will be um, will be picked up when I... Uh... Only if you make a big deal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Jerry it, it turns into an instant jerk just because he hasn't managed to get her attention. Yeah, she's she's apparently refusing to talk to him. So yeah, how dare you? I'm a fluent white man. Bingo, Bingo. She says she is deaf because she's Marley Myla. <laughs> Let's just say that's her name. It was uh, Marley Matlin. Oh, so close though, wasn't it? It was close. Yes, yeah, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. So no Kramer entrance. We've started the... He's already there, yeah. Yeah. It feels like a tactic. Hey, there's a copy of Mac user there on the desk. Good man. And do you think the... There's a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. Do you think his favourite article in it is, What is it with these Macs? Yeah, I think so. Big shove. Climb bike back there still. I I never have really got to the bottom of why the bike changed for an episode or two. (laughs) He caught me hearing... (laughs) <laughs> come on now polite polite shooting of squirrels always the uh, hallmark of a very polite human is that a bit of uh, when you get the uh, wide shot the three shot of them yes is that advertising uh, product placement for Pepto-Bismol on his sink wow we're not going to go for the wide three are we now we're going to go as that. soon as you mention it the law says that yeah. uh, it therefore no yeah. longer exists Tom, Tom Cajones he knew he knew that I'd pick up on that all those years ago, he just knew. Uh, so he moved instantly. So there you go. Of course, Kramer's got a friend who can get tickets to everything. Yeah, he's she got the hookup. She can then give us an apology to the, the driver for... That's the thing with Elaine. Is... All right, I love this. Sorry, the yes. stuff The, the stuff with the, uh, with the glass and the juice. Yes. And uh, this is the, 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 the ball boy. Start of the ball boy, ball man. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a nice bit of business there. It is. I love it. Yeah. But uh, it's probably a testament how comfortable. <laughs> nice, straight out of the carton. But it's a testament of how comfortable they're getting as an ensemble. That stuff sort of feels quite natural, doesn't yeah. it? Because, you know, I mean, they're not getting an awful lot of time to rehearse this stuff. That's stuff that probably comes out in blocking, I imagine. Mm. Oh, so they're discussing here um, George's appearance. On the coverage of the US Open. So this is George's George's partner, who isn't... That's right, yeah. We had a bit of confusion with her before the show, we did, didn't we? We did, we won't go into that. No. No, well, I mean, brilliant. She, she is giving him that it's not That's you, right. it's She is breaking up with him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, poor old George. He can't handle. He can't handle in his own mind the tables being turned at all, can yeah. he? No, he, no, he can't. No, he wants no. to own the experience. Absolutely, even when it's completely out of his hands. Absolutely. But uh, indignant, then confused. George wearing a nice plaid shirt there. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, I mean he's kind of on fleek, but Jerry in his uh, minty glow striped uh, shirt, less so. Less so. Yeah. It's a big, giant That, that is a big shirt. thing of pe- and a big thing of Pepto-Bismol back there oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I spotted yeah. that time. Hey. No clap. They've managed to manage out the claps, which um, with modern medicine isn't, isn't difficult to do. Mm. Although antibiotic resistance worries us all. So George, so George is, yeah, he's he, excited, isn't he? He was on yeah, television. Absolutely. Oh, it, uh, it uh, went to the same. 
Those cereals are looking a lot less generic. He's getting the cereals are getting better all the time, aren't they? Big box of grape nuts there. Some tri- trippies. Trippies. <laughs> what trippies? Uh, just standard cornflakes there. Some Cheerios. So he's convinced then that it's his appearance on TV that's caused his uh, girlfriend to end it with him. Yeah, and to bring that point home, we mm. then spend a little bit of time mm. discussing the yeah. fact that George has been seen by multiple people on the on a television. Yep, during a tennis game in the middle of the day. I mean, I suppose it makes sense for Joe's parents to call. And here's Elaine. She's heard. She didn't see, she heard. She heard it. Yeah. It's that legendary already. Yeah. How would be, though, wouldn't it? I mean, in this day and age, though... Manhattan Island's a small place where it gets around quick. True enough. In this age, though, almost immediately viral. Yeah. <laughs> I like that this um, little sort of Three Stooges moments. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the... Banana so business. Good, good, na- good nana eating from Kramer. Yep. Where do you stand on the uh, uh, breakup uh, joint invitation? It's tricky, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, in, 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 in my past, I've always felt a little bit frustrated when inviting people to something I've arranged yeah. that I then have to start taking into consideration how I might not be able to invite mm. one person because it means another person or another yeah. group of people might be uncomfortable. Mm. And I was always like, well, why? Mm. Why? Um why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, why can't we? And then, just of course, the along? shoe was on the other foot, and then yeah. I'm in a situation where, um, mm. you know, maybe I don't see eye to eye with someone else. Yeah. And then, of course, I want the special treatment. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, uh, what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander. Mm. Why can't we all just get along, Steve? Mm, well, there because, are good reasons. Because people have uh, emotions. <laughs> yeah. Poor old George. Yep. Uh, choice yeah. of. Any anything to not be home with this, folks. But you know, do you blame him? Uh, if, honestly, yeah. If it was me, I'd just, uh, I wouldn't blame him at all. I'd be riding the subway all night if it was me. To be honest with you, probably <laughs> become a vagabond. Hunan on Fifth Avenue, a is, different Chinese restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Cartwright, Cartwright. So they're eating with uh, uh, Marla. Uh, no, Laura. Okay, same difference. Now, uh, in our in our discussion we had before this, I was convinced she was in everything in the nineties, but apparently she wasn't. She was just in some stuff I saw. Yeah, she was probably in a lot of things mm. you happen to stumble across. Yeah, going through her um, IMDb uh, mm-hmm. list, it's long. She's yeah. had she's had plenty of work. A lot of it's in single episodes of TV shows, yeah. as no doubt the deaf character. Yeah, and I think I might have seen an episode of Letterman that she was on, possibly. But she's lip-reading the Breaking Up Couple in the background at Hunan's on Fifth Avenue. Yep, they've weaponised her for their own entertainment. They have. Now, if you look at what Jerry and George are doing here, they're covering their, covering their mouths while talking to each other so she can't tell what they're mm-hmm. saying. It took until 2018, Steve, yeah. for this very thing to catch on in international football. Do you think, do you think it's because um, uh, the TV show Seinfeld wasn't mm. on a streaming service in, mm. uh, in Europe for quite some time? Yeah. Yeah, I think what this proves is all of the players at Russia 18 were watching Seinfeld, and when they were talking to each other, covering their mouths with their hands, they were just aping this scene, uh, discussing about how they should take her to that party, 
to lip read uh, George's ex and her conversation to try and find out why it is that she broke up with him. Mm-hmm. How did she know? <laughs> I love that. Beautifully played and timed as well, isn't yep. it? But how did she know? It's creepy. It, but it's good. It's job. because, like all disabled people, yeah. she faked it. Absolutely. Because she had tr- uh, probably for benefits. Good, good job. Uh, she's got no <laughs> no blind spots. What about six? Brilliant. <laughs> well, we know that she definitely has a problem with sex because uh, of her. Unless she, unless it was six that she had a. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe con- she's um, phobic of one mm. number. Now I don't want to pick holes in the story, but how come they're trying out for ball boys in the middle of the tournament? Surely, as the tournament progresses, it's because they die. I'm going to say because surely during the tournament they need fewer ball boys, not more, as players are knocked out. Or maybe it's the perfect recruiting time for next year. True that. But I, I love how how he's taunted by the team. Yet he's some sort of amazing ball person. Yep. Wearing um, nothing more sporty than a pair of uh, Converse Chuck Taylor high tops. Nice. Gotta love the Chuck Taylor high tops. Oh, so here we are. We're just recapping on the six and sex thing. Do you think that was a studio note that he had to explain that? Yes. Possibly. Although it becomes a kind of a plotty point, I guess. It all, yes, exactly. Mm. That computer's on in the background. I saw uh, desktop icons. Blimey! I hope he's not going out leaving it on. Now, I, I, I bet we won't see the screen for the rest of the scene, so Probably not. I hadn't so noticed it myself. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to, uh, you're gonna have to take my word for it, Steve. Oh, Move so George. tantalising. Move. Well, that tantalising, Strange blocking, Steve. strange shot. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. Oh! They've done it on purpose. They have, yeah. Again, Tom Cajones of the past. Uh, just Oh, there you go. Can you it's a reflection. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, t- I take it all back, so, listener. Hey! Hello, Newman. So word, word has already got around, then. Yeah. That Laura has an amazing skill. Yeah. yeah. Everyone and, and, wants to and use Newman it. wants to use her just for one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like Jerry's a dealer. And at the time, that is true, that when you control mail, you're... Yeah. Jerry, she said, yeah, well, I've got a mag. It's hooked up to the intranet. I think that's what it's called. The information superhighway. Information superhighway. I don't believe you. <laughs> so, uh, it's the same driver. Yeah. And now he's deaf from... Um... Oh, he went to see Metallica. He went to see Metalla something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Would there, would there have been that was a... great. Would it have been St. Anger at that point they were touring, or would it still be the Black Album? Uh, smell the Glove. <laughs> Stonehenge! Oh no, Elaine's turned up. Oh dear. And all banished from his yeah. car. Yeah. Metalla something. A nice, nice oh. suburban home. They've gone for a nice suburban party too. I like, I like the way that... Um, uh, I like the way Laura was turned to that couple, smiling at them a bit manically. Mm. But no one was saying anything to anyone. They didn't have to. Yeah. Maybe part of her, her fun is she likes to make people feel uncomfortable. So Kramer is uh, signing. Brilliant. 
<laughs> ah! Hey, look at this! Hey, guys! Oh, that party looks great, doesn't it? Why? So, uh, to- uh, Todd and uh, uh, George, they, mm. they look like they'd be good friends, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, they are birds of a feather. One thing I could never work out about Seinfeld is they seem quite... They seem quite cool people, and Jerry's apartment's quite sparse and cool. But all of their friends seem really stuffy and middle class, don't they? And the, the, <laughs> setting, the, the, the settings they put themselves in seem really fussy. Like, that, that, count, that, that dresser behind them, yeah. that just says, I love spending more of my time than I should on dusting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You should minimise the amount of that. Doesn't that dude look like RuPaul? When not when not RuPaul. Oh, he's gone now. But a bloke she sidled up to looked just like an undragged up RuPaul. Okay, this is lovely. I like this. I like this. Uh, I, I I enjoy this scene yeah. a lot. So, uh, and the reason I said that is because it's hard not just to tune in and, and watch it because it's mm. so much fun. But yeah, she's translating the conversation for Kramer, and Kramer is subsequently. Uh, translating her sign language to Seinfeld and the gang. She was in Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman, that lady. Here we go. Yeah. So, they're, they're so gonna... not, not only yeah. does that address the point that you were making about yeah. someone who likes to spend an awful lot of their time cleaning. Indeed. It actually turns into a plot point. It does. It's like I've watched this before. Um, but apparently they want to sleep together. But of course we know that he was just innocently asking her to sweep, as people mm. do. People have conversations about sweeping all the time. Oh, George. <laughs> He's such a silly Billy. <laughs> Tom just dives straight into it. It's so much fun. And it just blows the cover. Yeah, there he is, RuPaul. He's an uncomfortable ginger guy at the piano. Yeah. Um, uh, he was then um, yeah. replaced by, uh, what was his name, Richard Ranch? Richard Ranch. Richard Stilgo. <laughs> Back at the tennis. So many tickets for the tennis. There's Kramer. Yeah, Kramer's got work. God, that. God damn it, those shorts are dangerous, aren't they? <coughs> uh, Monica Shelesh was um, originally uh, uh, asked to, to appear in this scene. And really? Turn down, Scheinfeld. Uh, because there was going to be some panty flashing uh, oh, in the scene there. Is that, that was it? all par for the course back then. Uh, you were allowed to do that in, uh, in yeah. 90s tennis. 93, it must have been a black album. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice little button, isn't it? It is good. Yeah. Of course Laura ends up with the, the taxi serve, the car service guy. But a really nice little like capper, yeah. On that, so yeah. it actually ended with a proper punchline. The, yeah. the, the episode that went by quick. It ended with <coughs> two incidental characters, indeed, and not any of our main ones. But this following is, up on a gag, loved it. But that's <clears throat> Seinfeld. It's all about service story, not the ego. That's what I uh, what I like about it. So a little bit about the universal sign for can I have to check, please? Yeah, not very good. No. And it ends but, on a vacant stare. Yeah, but sure, he's thinking that, of himself. Oh, this isn't my, this isn't my best material. 
Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's, uh, that's what's happening there, I think. It is the sound of silence. He's, uh, <laughs> he's thinking back to his time in Vietnam. Um, uh, there's a whole episode of Ken Burns' documentary that features, uh, features Jerry. It's not true. Uh, what uh, is it with all these crossfades? Okay, so that was uh, season five, episode six. Uh, the lip reader. Steve, uh, do you have any thoughts on that episode? Do I have any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts you'd like to share with me and listener? Do you know what? I think that's what I'm here for. Yeah, it is I what you here. I think I can do it. That's what you're here for. Come on, Steve. It's not you bad at all, it. that, is it? Oh, it's a good Not ep- bad at all. Good episode, that. Um, there is... Uh, there's a lot going on. An awful lot going mm. on. It's another one of those kind of whip, snap, smart, super quick mm-hmm. kind of... There's so much going on, you can barely yeah. take a breath. And it's all done, and it's all over. And so much business has been done. Every character's had something to do. There's even time for the um, for the stuff with the orange juice in the apartment. Mm-hmm. There's time for a, you know, just a silly little throwaway uh, bit with um, George, Kramer, and Jerry in the in in the back of the car, kind of filling in the gap to mm-hmm. m- metal or something, mm-hmm. which is just a really nice bang, bang, bang kind yeah. of verbal gag. Everything intersected really well. It just seemed to, it really felt like it was firing, you know, on all cylinders. For sure. Um, and I think one of the interesting things to note from this episode is that this strikes a really good balance, I think, between the standard of writing that the show has been bringing with it up to this point and combining that with the broader approach they've, they're clearly going for in this fifth season. Um, where it, it kind of handles both of those things perfectly. One doesn't kind of outweigh the other. You don't kind of have, a, you know, a wackier show which doesn't feel like it's up to the usual writing standard or you have one which is very lofty in, in terms of writing but ends up feeling a bit out of place because of it. Um, and uh, I think it's probably the first episode of this season where I felt like that, where it's gelled. Like anything, I suppose you know it, it. It takes it takes a little while before everything clicks. I mean, not just in terms of writing, but just how you put that show together, frankly, and that um, that worked really well. Laura, what a lovely character! Again, I think what any other show would treat um, someone with a very specific characteristic as an outcast or a freak is totally level-headed, regular, nice person. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, is treated with utmost respect and it's our main characters who are utterly obnoxious about it. We've seen this before. We'll no doubt see it again. It's one of the things that actually, I think, once you tune into Seinfeld, you can really admire. Very, very early on, I think I could have a reaction and I know my partner Jane did. It's like, well, these people are jerks. Why, am, why would I watch it? And that's, that's kind of the point. Is, <laughs> is, is that they are utterly insufferable and you get to watch the world around them kind of interact with their insufferability. I, I, re- I just really admire how those kind of characters uh, are treated. They are the regular people. Absolutely. The regular, everyday people. Absolutely, yeah. Same with the driver. I mean, yeah, yeah he's got, you know, he, maybe he's got an issue or two with, with uh, some of the people who uh, make their way through, uh, through his line of business. But again, it's like you can totally understand why he's coming from where he's coming from. There's nothing really irrational about that. Well, there's nothing particularly unsympathetic about him. He's a regular working Joe who has accidentally uh, fallen into the orbit 
of these horrible people in their horrible world. Um, and all right, it's made him cross, but it's entirely their obnoxiousness that brings out his, you know, his reaction. So, mm. yeah, I'm with him. I'm with the working man. As as mm. as we all should be. Absolutely, I think that's right, brother. Up the workers. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's really strong, mm. uh, and I, I I think that Tom Hanks would not be disgusted by this episode. I think Tom Hanks would uh, love it. I even think uh, that his son, an artist in his own uh, own right, Colin Hanks, yeah. would enjoy this. Not as much as I enjoy his regular appearances on Comedy Bang Bang. Um, God, I love that podcast. Uh, that was unnecessary information. Uh, I apologise. It's fine. I'll That's another it. podcast recommendation. You've yeah. done those before. I'll, uh, I'll edit it out. I won't oh. edit it out. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I, it's funny actually. Uh, rewatching these, I think, and I think I told you at the beginning of the season that my memory was that season five was inferior to season four. I thought because I enjoyed the arc so much of season four, but actually watching it for this at a slower pace than I used to. Yeah. Um, actually is disproving that. And I think there are consistently stronger episodes right from the get-go so far this season. Yes. Um, whereas, uh, as we noted previously, season four needed a really long time to warm up before yeah. it felt like it was something. Um, for me, this hit the ground running. I loved like the puffy shirt and episodes like that. And they were really funny. But yeah, you're right. This is a really tightly written 22 minutes of of comedy set around a really funny premise. Yep. But um, it's also the fact that um, I think there's a little bit more money to spend on the show as well. So they are moving to different sets. So there's also a lot of visual interest. Sure, and I think yes. That, yep. And I think that gives the show quite a lot of pace as well, which is great. Steve, do you have any more thoughts to add? Uh, just very briefly, it, it, is, it is worth worth noting. I think this is the first episode might be wrong here but i'm gonna mm. stick my neck out on this i think it's the first episode to be written solely by a woman sure carol uh lifer mm-hmm. um a, a name that hasn't turned up before no, no doubt part of the um, expanded uh, team of writers Indeed, yeah. but i think previously when there's when there's been um a, a, a female writer involved it's been co-written mm. Uh, with Larry David, this one all, all by itself. I just thought that was interesting to note. All, all by herself or their self, uh, d- Steve. D- you're not allowed to refer to a lady, isn't it? I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, everything's fluid these days. It's hard to hard to keep up. No, no nothing more so than me. <laughs> I'm like that guy from the X Files, Doctor Liquid, whatever his name was. Dr. Liquid, yeah. yeah. No more to say, I have. No, mm, thank, <laughs> yeah. you, thank you very much for that. You're right, actually, and, and the nice thing about this, because we, what we know about the writing process, the vast majority of that w- would have been her, because the writers wrote, and then Larry and Jerry punched up. Sure. So, And that was the pretty much that there was no sort of table writing. There was no going back to the table and, you know, people taking bits out and adding bits. Mm-hmm. So you know that you usually get the writer's... Vision, really, with, with just additions by the showrunners. So sure. uh, it's great, great episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it too, listener, and I uh, hope you enjoyed Hello Newman episode sixty nine. Uh, you will note, of course, I have not drawn attention to the fact that we are at a comedy number for our uh, for our show. So I'd like to take credit for adulting. That's right, listener, giggle on your own time. Tee hee 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 sixty nine. Bill and Ted. 
Circle K thinks are afoot. Uh, please do, as we uh, implored you earlier, tell a friend. Uh, and please do uh, listen again. We, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. We're talking about something that I love, and I think Steve's coming to love. <laughs> Until next time, goodbye. Six is good. <laughs> Not as good as 69, though. <laughs>